Father, we ask that today that your Holy Spirit will move in this place and speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We're going to do things a little bit differently here today, and it, it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. So if it makes you feel uncomfortable, that's okay. I mean, I'm feeling uncomfortable about it as well. But I think we all had a different kind of week this week. And um, so the Holy Spirit has kind of led us in a different direction uh, today. I think the events of the Capitol shocked all of us. I, if you're, I know it did. I know it, no matter how brawny you are, how tough you are, how battle-hardened you are, I, I think there was something about Wednesday that just kind of shook you or shocked you. It was different than the peaceful protest turned mob, turned violence and vandalism that occurred in Charleston. It was different than the attack of 9-11 that occurred against New York City. It seemed to go deeper in us in a way that most of us never experienced before. And so it's, it's something that I think shocked all of us. And it's, it's something that just rocked us all to the core. So I wanna let you know today that um, Feeling shocked is normal. If you feel shocked, that means your soul is still pumping blood through it. That means that your, your heart is still wanting something better in life. And so the fact that you feel shocked is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that you're alive. It's a sign that you want something good or better for your life. But you know, talking to Alan about post-traumatic stress disorder and that happens to people. And we have been rocked for the last, you know, 18 months in this country. We've had event after event after event occur to us. Um, and and the, the problem with shock is that if shock is not dealt with, it will turn into paranoia. It will turn into fear. And today, what we want to do is we want to, we want to get to our souls. It's not time to fix America yet by making a political statement or posting something on Facebook or Twitter, if you still have an account. You know, it's, you, this is not a time for that. This is a time for the soul of America, the soul of Americans. Let me bear it down even further, the soul of Christians to deal with the shock of the events that took place. So we need to identify it. We need to deal with it. We need to, we need to talk open about it. We need to have a conversation with ourselves, with God, and, and even with one another. We need to get this out in the open. And it's necessary for us to process our feelings, to process um, the thoughts that we're having right now. And I'm not talking about processing your opinion. I'm not opening up the church for all of us to shout out what we believe, what happened, or anything like that. There's something that needs to happen before even opinions are heard. We gotta deal with some of the things about feelings that are going on, because feelings, whether right or wrong, left unchecked become perception. And then perception becomes your reality. 
And if we allow some of the feelings that we have experienced in the last couple days to go unchecked, then the perception of America will be altered forever. The perception of our lives will be altered forever. So we need to today, we need to challenge, we need to speak about it. We need to get it out in the open. We need to flush our souls, really. I mean, we need to lance all this stuff that's been built up in us because of the friction that's blistered our souls. We need to lance it and we need to get it out to allow God to do some healing in our lives. So one of the things that we're gonna do is we're gonna discover the what and the why. The events of Wednesday shocked you. And it's gonna be different for all of us. Uh, there are some things that shocked me that are different than shocked you, but we need to know why. What shocked you about it? Because if, if you can say that out loud to yourself and to God, if you can say, okay, this is what bothered me, then healing can happen. So I'm just gonna read off a couple things that I heard from some of the uh, people here at the church. They, when they shared about their experience and when they watched it, these were the words that came out of their mouths. This is some of the feelings. So what shocked you? Was it the violence? Was it the sense of betrayal? Was it the loss of stability that you felt? Or was it um, because it went further than you thought it ever could? I hear people saying, well, you know, I only saw that in movies. And you know, but it always ended at the end of the movie. And so when we saw it happen in real life, for a lot of us, we're just shocked. It's like, that went way further than I thought it could be. Was it the chaos of the moment? Was it because it wasn't stopped? I mean, I didn't even know it was possible that you could pull off something like that. Was it because, and this is big, it wasn't some Islamic extreme group attacking the United States, but rather it shocked me because it was us against us. That's a new thing for us. Was it because of who incited it? Or was it because it was nationally embarrassing to us? Or, and this is kind of like for me, was it the loss of sacredness? That an untouchable concept, an untouchable place, an untouchable process, that we hold so high could be interrupted, not by an enemy from without, but by citizens of our own country. So it left us all with feelings. Some of those feelings are scared. Some of us feel violated, angry, betrayed, hopeless, shameful, accusatory, untrusting, and resentful. Now, I just made a list of feelings that's not complete, but are completely spread through the American culture. 
America cannot move forward on such sinking sand as these feelings. So as children of God, we need to, we need a healing. We need God, we need to turn our shock over to God. We need to take our feelings and turn them over to God. We cannot move forward with clarity of mind while being influenced by these feelings. So that's why today we're going to take the first step to heal America. I know we're only a church of about 500 people. How are we going to heal America? By healing Americans. By healing people who are shocked, who are angry, who are resentful, who are accusatory, who are sad, who are hopeless, who are fearful. Allowing God to heal us. And so that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to invite God to heal. And we're going to, we're going to take steps together to begin the process of healing. And we won't get all completed today uh, within an hour. It's, it's not going to go. But, but this is the start. And this is not only the start. This is the pattern that I recommend that you implement every single day moving forward from today. So what we're going to do is first we're going to ask God what is the feeling that is affecting you the most? I'm really just going to ask God. We're just, we're just going to take time and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to settle here and to just speak to us. God, what is the feeling that you see that is going to trip me up the most? That's going to corrupt my soul the most? And, and, and get that out. Then what I'm going to ask you to do is I want you to go and write it. And over at our two stations here and write it on a card. I think you got to get it out. I think you got to just get it out of you. And not only that, by you getting up and writing it down and pinning it to the cross, it will, it will send a message to the people sitting around you and the people online that you want to be a part of the solution. You know, after the first service, that cross was covered. I've never seen it covered before. It was covered with, with all the the cancerous words that would destroy not only a nation, but a human soul. And God began to move. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to go and you're going to write and pin it to the cross. Then what I'm asking, after you do that, that you come and you get one of our communion packs uh, with the little bread and the, the, the uh, juice. But do not open it. I'm asking that you will take it back to your seat and that you will wait. Everything that we're going to do today is going to be in unity. You know, we're gonna squeeze all the divisiveness out of the tube. So everything we're going to do, we're gonna take step by step by step together. And so I ask that once you get, you've written it on the card, you've gotten your communion, you go back and you sit and you wait and just wait until everybody's finished. And then we're gonna to stand together and we're going to declare what we all believe. We're going to declare, not the American way, we're not gonna declare the Democrat way, or the Republican way. We're gonna declare the creed of our faith because that's where we need to start. If America is going to heal, if we're going to heal, we're going to have to declare on something bigger. 
we're going to have to walk in unity and agreement on something bigger than America and ourselves. Then after that, we'll take communion together. And then one step after that, we're going together to renounce some of the elements that are affecting our lives and are affecting our culture. It will be powerful. Is it out of the box? But you know what? America has been out of the box now for about 18 months. It needs something different. We've seen this group try it. We've seen this group try to fix it. We've seen that group try to fix it. Now America knows what's it going to take. It's going to take God. So we start right here with each and every one of us. If you, if you don't want to be a part of this, if you just want to sit, we welcome you to do that. Um, and I just want you to watch. Because th that may be the way God wants to speak to you. Because you will watch, and even if you don't believe in our God and you don't believe in our church, you will see <laughs> those people do. I mean, they'll at least they'll be able to accuse us of really believing in the Christian way. And, 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 and I would love to be accused of that. So, let's start together. Heavenly Father, as we're in this moment, we pray that your Holy Spirit will just penetrate every soul, every heart, whether it's online, at home, or in this place, that your Holy Spirit will settle on all of us. And God, you know the shock of our hearts. You know the offense to our soul. And you know, God, that if we hold on to this, it's going to pollute the ecosystem of life and relationships. So, Father, we may not have even been aware of it, but we pray that right now that you would speak to our hearts and reveal that word so that we may get it out in the open and pin it to your cross. Let me encourage you in this moment at your time, just move towards the tables. As that word comes to you, just, just write it down pin it to the cross, get communion, and then go back to your seat and, and begin to pray for your family. Begin to pray for your high school. Begin to pray for your, your mayor. Begin to pray for your governor. Begin to pray for your, for your in-law that, that's a rabid um, opponent of what you believe in. Pray for those who are different than you. But in this moment, let me encourage you. Let it Get it out before God. Get it out before God. Let me invite you to come and bring your shock to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Lord God. I thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord God. Praise you, Lord. to our hearts, oh God. Praise you, Lord God. Reveal my heart, Lord Jesus. Lord God, search my heart and see if there's anxious way in it. Renew me, Lord God. 
Restore a right spirit within me, oh God. Let me encourage you, if you're at home and you're watching online, this can also happen at home. Just put the pancakes and the coffee and the bacon aside and just let this be a time when the Holy Spirit speaks to you at home and to your family. And just write down on a piece of paper or, or maybe just shout it out in the living room. Your fear, your anger, your accusation, your, your doubt, your hopelessness. But if you're at home, the Holy Spirit can do exactly what's happening here in this place. It can happen to you at home. So I encourage you, don't hold on to it. Don't miss this moment that God is performing in the souls of his people. You say, well, I don't need to do that. Well, maybe you don't, but America needs you to do it. America needs you to be a part of this. Father God, we praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. And also, if you're at home, let me encourage you to go into the kitchen, grab a piece of bread, grab a juice of any kind. It doesn't matter. I want you to be with us, walking in step with us as we go through this moment. We need to bring all of what we're going through today. We need to bring it to the cross of Christ, to the victory of Christ, to the resurrection of Christ. We thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Praise you. Let me encourage you to grab your communion and if you're back in your seat, be praying for your children. Be praying for your, for your president. Be praying for your future president. Pray, be praying for your workplace. Be praying for that that dude that wants to argue at work all the time. Be praying for him. He's afraid, he's angry, he's scared. Pray for those who are different than you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord Jesus. I know you may be a little bit afraid of COVID in this moment, but can I tell you there's something in America worse than COVID-19 that will destroy it. And we're ridding it. We are driving it from our hearts to drive it from our nation. So please, you know, just be safe. Don't be afraid. Let God do this in our lives. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. All about you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Move on the lives of this nation, Lord God. Move upon our president, our president-to-be. Lord God, move upon him my family, move upon my workplace, Lord Jesus. 
move upon my tongue, my attitude, my soul. Lord God, renew a right spirit within me. Cleanse me, O oh God. Cleanse me of my fear. Cleanse me of my anger. Cleanse me of my shock. Lord God, bring healing to our souls. We praise you, almighty God. Lord, save our nation by, by saving our souls first, oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you. There's no one, no one but you, Lord. No one, no one but you, Lord. Lord, it's not, it's not just a song for us. It's a reality. It's a healing for the past. It's a moving forward into the future. It's safety in the present. No one, no one but you, Lord. No one, no one but you, Lord. We praise you, Lord God. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Thank you so much for taking the courage and the time to do this. Praise you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. This may be an uncomfortable moment. And you're not used to church doing this. I'm, I'm not used to church doing this either. But I'm not used to people storming the Capitol building either. So America needs people doing things that they're not used to when it comes to God. That we need to storm heaven itself and cry out before God, ask him for his love and his power and his mercy, his truth, his healing. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God. Thank you. So, now that you have your communion and we've made it known to God and to ourselves, the word, if I could ask you to stand with me. And maybe you don't come from a church where they do this, and, but this is a really good thing. Because right now, you don't know what the person next to you believes. And you think what they believe politically is the most important thing they believe. And that's not the way it's supposed to be, nor is it the way that it may be. So today, as a church, as individuals, we are going to declare the creed of our faith. And we're gonna say it loud, and I encourage you to shout it through your mask. Just declare what we believe together to be higher and greater than all other beliefs that roam upon the face of this country, that this is what we believe. And as long as we believe this, we're safe with each other. We're safe with each other. Right now, you may not feel safe with the person next to you because you don't know where they stand. 
Today we're going to squeeze that uncertainty right out of the bottle, right out of the tube. We're going to squeeze it out. So please join with me as we declare the greatness of what we believe. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, the maker of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the eternal, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for us salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, and he has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, universal, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. That's what we believe. That's what we believe. That is the greatest belief that we hold to be true. So let me encourage you, now that we stand together unified, because it's so important. The Apostle James said, how can you say you believe in God who you can't see, but you hate your brother who you can see? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the way my church operates. So today, we stand in agreement with everybody that is here. And today, we now come to the table of Christ it said when all, when Jesus and the disciples were gathered together, they ate as one. So let me encourage you in this moment to open up and take the bread. took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, because it's in brokenness where God does his best work. He took the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, eat this, this is my body, which is broken for you. Let us eat together. Thank you, God. Heal our brokenness, oh God. Heal my brokenness, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. When supper was ended, 
he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. Gave the cup to his disciples and said, this is my blood, the blood of a new and everlasting covenant. It is shed for you and for all the sins of the world. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. found that it's not only enough for us to proclaim what we believe, um, I think it's also important for us now to renounce what we hate. Jesus was very clear about what he loved and what he hated, about what God loves and what God hates. And so, also as a unified outward expression of what we hold to be true so that your neighbor hears this, so that people online hear this, so that your wife, that your children hear this, we're gonna renounce four things. Now these are just the four things that the Lord had laid on my heart. If you don't agree with them, then, then don't agree with it. I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to ask, if you are in agreement with it, that you shout out, we agree. That's all I want you to do is yell out, we agree. People in America have learned how to yell things, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or in the middle of a protest. So I know you can do this if you agree with it. If you don't agree with it, just ask God why you don't. Search the scriptures to defend your lack of agreement. If you can't find it in the scriptures, then maybe, like me, you found you've held some things in cognitive dissidence against the word of God. So, but I want to do this a little differently. I want to invite a friend over here. I want to invite Laurel. Yeah, let's give it up for Laurel. Now, Laurel's here and uh, we've known each other for 20 years. Yep. Okay. 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> we are different in age. We are different in gender. She makes more money than I do. She's more educated than I am. We have different experiences. We have different styles except for the squares on our shirt. We have different political views. We have different origins of birth. I, historically, have been a Republican, and she's a Democrat. Now, we've been told that we should hate each other. We've been told, she's been told by people like me that she's evil. I've been told by people like her that I'm an idiot. But we have discovered in 20 years, there's a higher truth about us. And that we have not succumbed to what other people tell us should say, except for the authority of God. Yes. 
Yeah, I think um, one thing that's really special about the relationship that you and I have, we've had a lot of political discussions over the years. I can remember when Bush was in office, we talked about that. We've, we've gone through a number of things together, and I think we both have a mutual understanding that our commonality in Christ supersedes any differences in any way that we might have otherwise. Yeah. Um, which is so important to remember, and I think when you engage in a discussion, because obviously we're gonna wanna talk about things. I mean, you're passionate about what you believe, I'm passionate about what I believe, and uh, it's okay to have those discussions, but I think just like in a marriage, like when, if I have an argument with my husband, he's so cute though, I can't argue with him. <laughs> um, but if we do, we have rules that we bring to the table when we argue so that we always, you know, fight fair and we can have a discussion. And just because we come from two totally different perspectives doesn't mean that we can demean each other or make each other feel less than in any way. And I think we've been able to do that. And I appreciate that about you um, over the years when we've disagreed and you've never questioned my salvation or my love for God. You know that my love for God drives my ethical decisions in every way. And maybe we come to two different political conclusions, but that doesn't mean that we've come to a different conclusion about Christ and his lordship in our life. So I think that that's really important to remember. I was reading in uh, Galatians last night, just about the fruit of the spirit. And I've read that scripture a hundred times, but it really spoke to me um, in, this, in this realm. And I think when we have discussions with someone who's different than us, we need to remember to show our fruit. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And I think when we get in a political discussion with somebody, sometimes um, I know for me, self-control can kind of get away from me a little bit and I can get caught up in the moment. And I think it's, it's important to remember that, um, that, you know, we might be trying to win an argument, but the Lord's trying to win hearts. And I think we got to remember that, you know, it, it's more important than, than I'm one and you've lost, or, you know, my guy got it and your guy didn't, you know, it's so, so much bigger than that. And I think there's a, there's a scripture earlier in that passage in Galatians. I encourage you to go home and and read it tonight if you haven't read it in a while, that says, be careful that you don't bite and devour one another because you'll consume each other. And I, that really stuck out to me when I read it because it's so close to the other scripture about the, the fruit of the spirit. And I thought, that's really important to remember. We don't wanna be consumed with an argument. We don't wanna be consumed with divisiveness. We wanna be consumed with the Holy Spirit and those fruits of the spirit. So I just encourage you guys all to, to live by that as you go through this week and have those difficult conversations. Yes, and you know, um, and the thing is, the thing is, is our guy did win. It was just- He's never lost a battle. Yeah, <laughs> You know, Jesus won. And he's our guy. The problem is that some along, along the way, we got other guys. You know, as a, as a culture, as a church, as, as a people, it's like we're getting back to our guy because our guy won. Our guy raises the dead. So we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to renounce and I'm going to ask you, and we're going to hold hands. And uh, I got, we got permission from her husband. He's a cutie pie right over there. He's keeping an eye on me. He's keeping an eye on me, but we're holding hands because, like I said, we want to squeeze all division out of 
the tube, okay? And whether Republican or Democrat, white or black, or whatever way we can break people up into little groups that we can harass <laughs> or differ, it ends now. It ends right now. So let me encourage you at home, here, let the world know. We're going to do four renunciations. If you agree with me, just yell, we agree. We renounce defining people and their value by, by politics. We agree. We renounce spreading hate. We agree. We renounce intolerance to those who are different than us. We agree. And this one's going to challenge you. It may challenge what you do with your phone. It may challenge your next step. We renounce those sources that seek to stir us to hate. We agree. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you. Because, Lord, you want to heal our land, if we'll let it. We don't got to talk you into this. We got to let your kingdom come forth in our hearts. And today, I let my neighbor know that they are safe with me. That in America, every American should be safe when they stand in the presence of a child of God. They should be confident that they are safe because believers follow after God. And today, we declare Jesus Christ is Lord, and we are one through the power of his spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's, let's shout it out. Let's shout out. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord God. Praise you, Lord God. We thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. Praise you, Father God. We thank you. I tell you what, we've given everything else a try in America, and it hasn't worked. This generation is yet to see a people of God who are so sold out to his word and empowered by his spirit. And it is time now for us to rise up and speak peace to our neighbor and bring love to our broken country. And you are the ones called by God. You can do this. As you go home and every day over the next week, it doesn't just get fixed in a day. Let me encourage you to take this process that we just displayed here. The process of, of asking the Holy Spirit every day, search me, O God, and see if there's any harmful way in me. Renew a right spirit within me. And then declare what you believe. Declare what you hold on to. And then if you have to just, there's nothing, you don't have to be a priest. You get a piece of bread and have communion. And, and, and then renounce, renounce 
what is being said in our country. Renounce it. Then go to work and speak peace into the lives of people. Folks, they're just scared. They're just angry. They're just confused. They need, that's what's happening here. People don't trust anybody anymore. And they need a generation of Christians that they can trust. And it's us. You know, I have nine pages of an amazing sermon that I was going to preach. And I'll do it next week. But when I heard Laurel speak out of Galatians, uh, the first service, I was so blown away. God, this is a great church. Because we are first learners. We're willing to be exposed and learn We're lovers, and we're going to be leaders in our culture. Thanks for coming, and have a great day in Jesus' name. Amen.